You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello, welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer out after Manchester United's 4-1 defeat at Watford. What's next for United and who will be the next manager and what's next for Oli? Liverpool hammering Arsenal at Anfield. Christian Pulisic back on the score sheet as Chelsea go into cruise control at Leicester. Man City keeping pace with the Blues after their win over Everton. Antonio Conte gets his first Premier League win with Spurs over Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds and successful debuts for Steven Gerrard with Villa and Dean Smith with Norwich. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Robbie Earl, only one place to start, my friend. And yes. I know you've been talking about it all weekend, or, or sorry, all day today on our broadcast yeah. on NBCSN. Um, it, it, Ole Solskjaer's out at Manchester United after a really embarrassing performance, mm. Rob, um, at Vicarage Road against Watford. I watched at halftime, Rob, I watched, of, of course, the, the full game. I tweeted at halftime. That there's something. This is this is not this is this is a story. This is a big story. A reaction was expected. International break. Players come back. Okay, let's regroup. Let's go again. And it was it's worse a United performance I've seen for many many years. Um, the scenes afterwards, Rob, I thought with him putting his hands up, which apparently is an apology, waving goodbye. I I thought that this maybe he's going to walk away. And and, uh, and you know the kind of the official line is. I don't think it, it wasn't really said, Rob, as a mutual agreement. It was definitely a sacking, was it? Because yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it's some kind of mutual thing there. Well, I, th- I think the time between, well, interesting, the timeline, Rob, was that <clears throat> we heard just towards the end of, of yesterday's show that there was an emergency board meeting being called by mm. Manchester United directors mm. and board about Ollie's position. So we obviously knew something was happening. I've got to be honest, Rob, part of me thought, well, you'll probably get another couple of games. But I, like you, felt this one was different. Mm. A 5-0 loss to to Liverpool and people walking out at half-time is bad. A 2-0 mauling by Manchester City is bad. But a 4-1 defeat away to Watford, your captain gets sent off in a seven-minute spell. Your team looked not good at all. The one player who looks half decent, who gets your goals, Danny van der Beek, who have not played for the last couple of years. Then the scene at the end with Bruno Fernandes, who I didn't mm. like involved in all that, like, don't blame him, blame us kind of thing. Hold on, Bruno, you've got yeah. 90 minutes to do what you yeah. need to do to save the manager's job. So don't be telling fans what they should and shouldn't yeah. be doing in that yeah. occasion. Just yeah. the whole thing, Rob, made me think, yeah, this is a bit different. And when it broke... I think we all realised the end was coming. And we knew it was going to be a difficult ending because he's held in such regard. He's a legend of the football club. He scored one of the big, biggest goals in the club's history. He's an icon in that reason and, and loved by, by the football team and, 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 the, and the club. But it was time, Rob. And it was the right decision. And the, the aftermath and what's going to happen and who's going to be in charge is all to be decided. But the right decision has been made. 
Ollie is out of a job, then in all intents and purposes, he was never up to from day one. We said that, Rob, didn't we? And to be fair, he did a lot better than I expected. He did a lot better. You know, you're starting to hear it now, like he stabilised the club after Jose's time. He brought some good players in. Well, yeah, I mean, not difficult to stabilise a club after Jose, really. And, and you've got to be doing more than just that at a club. The club did spend a lot of money and good players were signed and he probably had a part to play and that's so well done. Finishing second last year in a very unusual COVID season was credit as well. Um, but I, I think majority of watchers really would identify that he never had the right attributes to manage this massive football club. And I think it's just been a painful, drawn-out realisation. And there's been some great runs, and we talked about it, and, and fed up with saying, good United, bad United. That, that's no way to continue. It continued this year, Rob. And, and the performance against Watford, I thought the team had given up. I thought it looked broken. His words afterwards, Rob, was so – it was hard to watch. But he was almost saying why he's got fired. The players weren't in the right frame of mind for this game. Like – I mean, like it, yeah. That, that it is so. It's so uh, obvious that this was going to happen. Um, he only signed a new contract a few months ago, which again is crazy. Though I understand reports say that just though maybe only a year's salary is going to yeah. be there for his compensation of being fired. Mm. But should we move it forward, Rob, and, yeah, and sort of sure. like you know may, maybe target what other issues at the football club? Because I think it rolls into the same topic, yeah. Rob. You know, mm. Ed Woodward. The structure, the director of football. Yeah, you know everybody. It seems at this club, uh, as I said a couple of weeks ago, um, has been learning on the job. Mm. Solskjaer, Carrick, McKenna, even Darren uh, Darren Murcia. Fletcher, Rob. Is it te- yeah, Murcia, Newby, Johnny Murta, Johnny Murta, yeah. Ed yeah. Woodward, and in, in, coming yeah. from a commercial manager to, to to make football decisions. And yeah. the new the new guy, Richard Arnold, Richard is Arnold, another corporate yeah. corporate yeah. finance guy. Can I can I throw one thing at you, Rob? Is there a bit of almost like nepotism with Manchester United? Like, it's all of their own. You know, Fletcher, like all these links. Is, is there a point where shouldn't Manchester United be go, going out in the world of football and getting the best people? One might be yes. Portuguese, one might be German, one might be... The best people around the world who you bring together in a team. The, I made a point today, and I think it's rolling into where you're going. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was not up to the job. The, the biggest, the only credential he had for the job, that he was a, a, a goal-scoring legend in the club, and that got him the job, and that kept him in the job to a, for, for three years, which is remarkable and, and well played him. The, the, only, the only thing I say, Rob, just, I'll just quickly interject there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, 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 he coached the reserve team. So maybe, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, they, come they, on. they, I know, they knew they, he was Let, there. Let's put that against Klopp and Tuchel yeah, and, and Pep. It, it doesn't even come into thing. But I, I hear your point. He has goes, the Moulder, the Cardiff, whatever. But um, in reality of him getting the Manchester United job, it wasn't based on a reserve team. It wasn't based on Moulder. It wasn't based on Cardiff. It was based on him being an ex-legend and him holding a foot. Okay, we, we, we've had that discussion. As we move it forward, Rob, if you, whoever they decide to get and whoever would have been in that position, the structure of this football club is such that there's, you're not set up for success. There's no joined-up thinking. There's no long-term view, short-term, medium. There's no vision of what's coming. Hence why Manchester United are now scrambling around. And you made a great point a couple of weeks ago about the managers who could have been available. Tuchel, Mm. Poch. 
Antonio Conte today, and we'll talk oh. about Spurs and that. I mean, I can you imagine? I if, I, if I'm at I Manchester United, I'm looking at that going, well, that's what I could have had. I know. From half-time onwards, the man who can sort his team out, can be on the sideline, can get a team going, can get a crowd going, can build emotion, right. as well as all the other things and win, that's what we could have had. It's, it's an unfair and embarrassing comparison, Rob, today. And I know, you know that you guys touched on it after the games were finished. I mean, talk about... You know, when we, we spoke the last couple of weeks, Rob, about managers that have got fire in their belly yeah, and there's a yeah. fear factor and they've yeah. champions, they're winners. Yeah. Antonio Conte is a winner, a winner through and through from a player to a manager to a national team manager. And <laughs> it's like, wow, oh, it, it, we've missed that. We have missed yeah. it. And yeah. flipping heck, it, he's, he's fired up, isn't he? I mean, that's got to get he's through to crazy. the players. He's manic. And the, yeah, he is manic. He's non-stop. And a lot of it is probably, it is going to be for nervous show and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And nervous energy and all this mm. point and directing. Yeah. No one's really listening to that point. But you've got to love his, his energy and getting the fans going. I thought that was, yeah, yeah. you know, it's 60,000 in there yeah. that have got, you know, yeah, mm. come on then. Like so, yeah. I, the, uh, so going back to the uh, you know the, the situation at United, I worry. I did see a report, Rob, and this is maybe is a little unfair. I, you know, the owners of the owners, Joel mm. Glazer, apparently was going to have the last decision on going to Solskjaer. Yeah. yeah. Now, it, if does that mean he's going to? I mean, I know he's the ownership and all that, but shouldn't owners, Rob? hire and trust real football experts yeah. to make those decisions. Absolutely. And it is his money, the family's yeah. money. I get yeah. that. Yeah. But it worries me when I see that Joel Glazer, you know, ultimately made a, made the decision on that. Is he going to have a say in the new... Mm. I mean, the, 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 I mean, the structure of things we've talked about for so long, Rob, it, it almost yeah. bores me now. The Ajax setup, mm. Eric Ten Hag is the, is the first team coach at Ajax. Edwin van der Sar is a director of football, to my understanding. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not saying that United go out and get those pair, but should, isn't is this more of a, a of a hiring of structure and yeah. find? I mean, Spurs have done it in a you know with Paratici mm. and Antonio mm. Conte work yeah. before. I'm not saying there's there's a a combo out there somewhere that's going to fit perfectly for United, mm. but you know, I mean, Darren Fletcher is the technical. Di- I just don't know where the the experience is, Rob, yeah. in terms of building squads and hiring and firing and, and finding players. It- and the vision, Rob, of what those things are, you know, this is what we're going for now. This is what... Let me chuck a name at you, Robbie Musto, that, that came to me today. And again, I don't know what the situation is and I don't know what contractually it looks like. Michael Edwards is leaving Liverpool. Hmm. He's leaving Liverpool Football Club. Has worked with Jurgen Klopp and helped build something from four or five years ago to where we sit now. And, and Klopp, quite rightly, has given him a lot of credit for what's happened at that football club. How about we go and speak to That's him? That's a brilliant shout. How about we That's go and speak to him and say, come and help us build a structure to get us on the right road? Million percent. Great now, shout. Let, let, let me tell you what, what what might go against him. And this is part of where we're at. Oh, he's Liverpool. No, whoa, come whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, calm, calm down. It doesn't matter that he was Liverpool. He can be Man United. He can help build. But those are some of the things that happen around this football club, Rob. Mm. Hence why Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was the manager and a number of other people have got jobs. And I'm not saying that it's jobs for the boys by any means. It's disrespectful to them and what they've done in the game. But it doesn't. you don't have to have the Manchester United inverted commas that we came DNA to, to, to be useful yeah. and helpful at that football club. 
So Michael Kack, Robbie Earl, is mm. going to take over the next couple of games. I mean, incredibly important and difficult matches. Uh, who knows if he's yeah. even able to Vill- do it. Villarreal I guess, I guess in, in Chelsea, isn't it? Chelsea. So he's got Una Emery and Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, good, massive good games. Yeah. So, but in terms of the future, Rob, and let's throw mm. a few names around. Obviously now, just to, to reiterate, they're... Michael Crack is going to be in charge before they name an interim and yeah, they're going to look for a full-time appointment in the summer. Yeah. And obviously this is something that they, they just did not see coming. Um, so they are scrambling around a little bit. Zinedine Zidane, Rob, is out of work right now and yeah. reports are saying that he's still to be persuaded that United mm. is the right job for him. I don't think that's the right move at all. Yeah, at yeah. all. At all. Language difficulties. Doesn't know the league. Mm. You know, I'm sure he doesn't know a ton of players in it. You're, thr- you're chasing, you're chasing these. I, I, I think that would be, and, and by the way, you're going to try and get him. You know, again, we've heard from the ownership that that's who they're going to try and increase the, the pressure to bring him in. Uh, it, well, the, I mean, reason, that, the reason, is it, just on that point, Rob, and you make a good point, the reason they're chasing him is because he, the La Liga titles and the Champions League, because they'll see that and say, oh, that's what he's won. Yeah. But they won't look beyond that. Right. He's, not, he's, not, he's not a coach in, in that respect. He's a manager. So it'll be important who he brings in with him. I'm not sure he's the developer of talent. I think he's got big superstars who respect him and he's put them together. And, you know, huge credit to what he's done to win the three Champions League. But is that what United need now? Is that where United no. are now? It's not a natural fit. It's a big name and he's won some yeah. stuff, but he's not the right fit. But a lot of our listeners, Rob, and viewers on, mm. on YouTube or whatever, will be wanting him. Um and they'll be like scratching heads a little bit about what he's done, this guy. And he's an absolute mm. legend and, and yeah. one of the best players that ever played the game, for sure. Right. It's just, you, you have got to think of Fitz. You have got to think of his desire. You have got to think of what he's done and what he needed to do to get the success that he had. He had brilliant players. Yeah. And yes, Ronaldo's there and Varane is there that he had at Real Madrid and won all these Champions League titles. Mm. But in terms of trying to pull this club from where it is right now, mm. uh, wow, it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of planning, and maybe a longer-term thing now, Rob, isn't it, yeah, United? Yeah, isn't it? I mean, it's got to be, uh, you know, an organic, like, like Michael Edwards, if you could, you know, somebody mm. to come in to, to direct the club on football matters. You take your time with your hiring. I guess it is the right time in the summer. It's just a long way off, Rob, yeah. isn't it? Like 12 games gone. Well, and you're... There's a lot of football to be played. There's Champions yeah. League spots up for grabs. There's top four spots up for grabs. I mean, there's talk about uh, Laurent Blanc, possibly. Being mm. you know friendly face when he's played there, yeah. can hold the fort for yeah for a little experience. While. Carlos Queiroz has been that around the world, uh, you know, good respect. Yeah. come back. Those kind of people, I see. It's just another interim. It's just at this this huge football club that should be getting the best. Rob should be getting category A plus managers, and now having to do with something. And I'm still not convinced by the summer they'll actually know what they want. Mauricio Pochettino, Rob, is probably the guy that they're yeah. thinking of yeah. for the summer, right? See out the season with PSG. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't sound like an amazing marriage there for him and that football club. Um, that's probably what they're waiting to do. It, it's still, it's still, I mean, if I, if I were a Man United fan, I'd be so frustrated given the managers that we've talked about they could have had. Yeah. Should they go out, Rob, and say to Leicester City, you know what? We want Brendan Rodgers right now. Mm-hmm. We want him to start working right now. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that we've selected you know, name your compensation. I mean, fees are paid for players all the time. Yeah. Do you believe that that's something that they should do or would you do that? Do you believe that he's the right guy for them? Not right now for me, Rob. No, I would, I'd have to be honest. I think in a certain de- degree, 
Brendan could play his way in, you know, in the next six months if he can get that Leicester team going again. But I, I don't know. I, I still think I'm not quite getting all that I want when I get Brendan. I want to go category A. I want to go toe-to-toe with Tuchel and Pep and, 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 and those guys. I think Poch does that with the Manchester United on his back. I think mm. with that badge walking in around, Poch feels like I'm, I'm, I'm as superior as you. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I just, I just think, well, the money that we available at Man United for Pochettino did such a great mm-hmm. job, even before that, his previous club, Southampton, yeah. um, will be a better fit. And, and I, we, we both know and we've mm-hmm. spoken to many times, Brendan Rodgers, and we respect what he's yeah, done. It's just there's yeah. something that's not quite uh, right in terms of the fit and just yeah. the difficult nature of that club and dealing with some big-time players that, yeah. that are there and will continue to go there. You've got to have some gravitas, I think, of that, of that club. And and uh, it seems a little unfair on Brendan Rodgers, but uh, you know, I'm just saying, like you, what my gut says. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think he's the right fit for a very difficult position. So lots of work for United mm. to do, Rob. Some very difficult uh, decisions to make. Yeah, Ten Hag possibly category A Ajax. Like you say, if that came with a pair with Van der Sar, that I, I, I quite tasty. like it. I That's quite tasty. like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do because you, there's a there's a there's a, an upside that we don't really know yet with him. An amazing job at Ajax, getting yeah. through the Champions League, right through to the latter stages, won the title. We know the style is great. Mm. He seems to conduct himself really well, working with young players, yeah. tactically great, great style of football. I do like, I do like that uh, very much. It's just trying to get that, make that happen. It's not going to be easy. Final word on Olive, just before we move on. Do we see him again in the Premier League? Do we see him again in English football? Do we see him again? You know what? Molder is a good fit for Ollie, and I, and and I don't, I I think he would gladly go back to that football club. Um, I, I, we won't see him in the Premier League, Rob. In my opinion, my goodness, if we see if we see him managing in the Premier League, I, we might as well get these microphones and these headphones, chuck them out the window because we know nothing. Watford, so, Watford, Watford's always always an option. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, I don't, I don't think we'll see him in English football. Tim Howard, our, our buddy today, talked about maybe he thought uh, championship. I thought international football, Robin Musto, Norwegian yeah. national yeah. manager, where you get a couple of players for a couple of weeks. He's got a bit of standing. He, he's he's yeah. obviously been. A great they want to play for him. They, they want to play, play for him. They respect that might, him. That might be a, a nice fit. And to be honest, Rob, he's a little bit out of the glare because I just felt it, over the last week or two. It looks yeah. like it's affecting him. He looked an uncomfortable wreck, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but fair play. I mean, he, he, he's stuck in that job for for much longer yeah. than we expected, and now the club have got got to give themselves a shake. Plenty of time to think about the what what they want to do. But wow, trying to get that dressing room back on board to try and fight for top four spot in the Premier League and continue through the group stage of the, of the Champions League is itself is going to be very difficult. Very, very By the way, well done, Watford. Four goals against Manchester <laughs> Two penalty kicks you don't take. Claudio Ranieri's man. It's kind of been Brilliant. a bit up and down with him, but giving themselves a chance. And yeah, you know, outstanding. Way the better team uh, on the day. And, uh, yeah. And, and was enough to push Oli uh, over the edge, I'm afraid. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. 
we come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Mm. Let's move on to the big game of the weekend, mate. It was at Anfield. It was Liverpool versus Arsenal. It was a late kickoff on, on Saturday. Um, I think we're all looking forward to this one in terms of where Liverpool were. An Arsenal team informed, the most informed team in, in, in the Premier League, you know, measuring up against one of those top three. And game got competitive early on. I thought that the little tussle on the sideline between Klopp and Arteta raised a bit of blood. In fact, yeah. it almost injected a little bit of something at Liverpool. And in the end, they ran out pretty comfortable 4-0 win- winners. But wasn't always that easy for Liverpool, you know, till the, till the second mm. half. And mm. where, where do we see, what do we learn from Arsenal on the, on the day first before we talk about Liverpool? Okay, so I think we pre, our preview pod, Rob, uh, mm. middle of last week, we talked about the, the fascinating matchup with the Liverpool front players and the Arsenal, this young, new Arsenal back four that have been much, much better of late. Could they handle the step up? And that's where they couldn't handle that step up, really. Rob yeah. and, and Liverpool were at their, at their attacking best. Um, superb goals, superb finishes. Mo Salah, Jota and Mane were the three players playing up front. Thiago started the game in midfield as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, really good. After that first initial, what was it, 20 minutes or so, yeah, minutes. half an hour, they really yeah. livened up after the tussle on the sideline. And that kind of was the main thing for me. The back four couldn't handle Liverpool's pace. Defensively better for Liverpool as well. They'll be thrilled with a clean sheet, Rob, given what yeah. we've talked about and the way that mm. they've looked a little bit vulnerable. Um, but it was a just a, a little... Like, reality check's a bit of a strong... It's just like, OK. Yeah. I, I wouldn't expect them to go to no. the home of Flippin' Anfield and, yeah. and this team and to go toe-to-toe. And for anybody to sort of suggest that, oh, this Arsenal... Is, is is wrong, is way yeah, offline. Yeah, yeah. This 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 could have been more. Aaron Ramsdale mm. was man of the match, he still lost four goals. That's yeah. how good our, that's, that's how good Liverpool mm. are and have been and have taken a long time to get to this point. Arsenal are really at the beginning of trying to build a team that can challenge for the title. And it was just one of those days where Liverpool got back to what they were great at and the, the intensity continued and the football, mm. the attacking play was great. And uh, yeah, that was it was a kind of a just just fair result. Yeah, I'd agree, and I think it's it's one of those where it's a bit sobering for for our chat and a little bit harsh, as you say. Although Ramsdale was excellent in goal and, and stopped three or four goals, but it, it's a little sign of where the work's got to be done. I think there is progression. Um, I like the two young young guys outside of, of, of Lacazette and Aubameyang. I think there's hope there. I think the partnerships at the back will get better, but they've got to realise that these are step up, and when Liverpool step up. You know, for 20 minutes, the game was in the balance and you're starting to think, oh, OK, Liverpool hasn't quite taken control. But this group find a way. This group have been together through some tough things and come out the other side. And I think that's what stands them in, in better stead at the moment than an Arsenal team that basically Liverpool are a better team. They're better players, they're better coach. They're further down the road in we talk about projects. But um, I, I just thought it, it was a little bit of a... That's, that's back to Liverpool near where they're best when they play with that speed and touch. Their hunger to win the ball back, Rob, to put you under pressure when you have possession, I thought was outstanding. And just, I'll, I'll add to that, Rob, because we've seen performances before where Liverpool have battered Arsenal. Mm. And the only concern for me a little bit, and I, and I did see that Arteta was asked about this afterwards in an interview, 
still trying to play out from the back yeah, yeah. at Anfield um, yeah. with the way that they press and the way that they want to keep the game in their mm. opponent's half and push, push, push. You know, the mistakes, they make they like, like, at least two yeah. big mistakes for Liverpool and, goal. Yeah, they, yeah, it gets yeah. caught playing yeah. inside or gets caught on the ball. That's something, and Arteta was asked a really good question, you know, like, if you worked on that? And he's basically saying, Rob, yeah, we, we, mm. we, we, yes, our philosophy is to play out from the back, but we have yeah. to realise when it's not working yeah. and we try something different. So I, I hope we don't see that again because mm. that, you know, they were okay. You know, they started the game mm. okay, but as yeah. soon as they, you know, the set, the set piece was poor defending as well. Uh, so set pieces, mistakes mm. and counterattacks, you know. So, yeah, there's a class difference, but mm. Arsenal didn't help themselves and have to, I don't know, nip that in the bud. We don't want to be, keep talking, Rob, about Arsenal trying to play out, getting yeah, bogged getting down, bored. giving the ball away, giving goals away. Um, so that's something they, they, they have to work on. Yeah, absolute learnings. Um, good to see Trent Alexander-Arnold back to something like his best after, you know, a difficult time. Uh, Van Dijk looked like he, he was on top of his game again. It's going to be interesting for these players now. They've got some Champions League and they've got a good run of league games. Just feel as though Liverpool need this now. Just stick together, get some run of games, you know, get those, those players all fit and, and one or two two players back in the squad. And mm. they, they look like they should be in, in good fettle, get through the Champions League this week and then they, they can look forward to getting towards that Christmas and really starting to build up some momentum. I, I, again, I continue to be impressed with Diogo Jota, Rob. And when he took his goal, I mean, just a classy, composed, calm finish. Yeah. I just thought this guy, this young guy, I think, was he 24, 25? 24, 20, yeah. Um, could really be a big player for Liverpool for many years. You know, like they've had tons yeah. of great attacking yeah, yeah, players. Yeah. A tremendous Michael Edwards uh, yeah, signing, signing Rob, yeah. that has just fitted in at this club and handled the, the expectation mm. and pressure of playing at that club so well. Yeah. Took his goal just so classily. Uh, I just think that he could be, uh, you know, for Robert, Roberto Firmino isn't going to last forever. We know yeah. he's out with about a hamstring issue right now, but Jota is going to push him. It's going to push him over yeah. this season, next couple of seasons. Is that mm. is definitely the, the starting number nine. I thought he was uh, was superb again. Yeah, and it brings a little bit of difference, can good in the air, brings yeah. a little bit of clinical finishing. More of a goal threat, Rob, too, isn't it? Yeah. More of a goal threat. Yeah, and can play in a number of positions. So, yeah, good addition, mm. uh, Josh. I think he was missed last season. Robbie was one of them that wasn't talked about that much, but certainly having him back has mm. been a, a big lift. Let's talk about Leicester-Chelsea, because, again, I thought all the top teams had kind of games where it could be challenging for them. Um, Chelsea going to Leicester, a Leicester team that weren't in great form, but... You know, with Brendan Rodgers' team and they beat him in the FA Cup and, and they're always up to try and uh, bloody the nose of one of the big sides. I thought, Rob, this game, and I'll obviously pick, get your opinion, was a lesson in focus, preparation and attitude. And I know you mentioned that the Georgina was running the game and Kante was running in, that Chilwell mm. and uh, um, Chilwell and Rich James were murdering it down the sides. And Hudson Adoy mm. and, and and Mount were coming and, and pulling Chelsea Leicester all over the place, and it, and it was some of those things were important to how the game played out. But for a team that haven't got Lukaku, the top of the table, have had players all over the world playing football, they get back together the, the early kickoff. I just thought their application to what was required was staggering. I totally agree. Of all the games, and I've watched like five or six in this yeah. weekend, 
I really enjoyed this performance by Chelsea mm. and I, and I, and my notes reflect it. I, I thought Chelsea were almost immaculate, Rob, mm. Mm. immaculate for not allowing Leicester's Vardy in behind mm. from the control gained by those players, Mount and Hudson Odoi playing between the lines, mm. the combination of Jorginho holding playmaking from a deeper role and Angola Kante given more license mm. than I think we've seen for maybe under Thomas Tuchel, really given license to get forward mm. and make those runs. Mm. The combination of these, those two are absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> I thought they were as classy, as grooved, as impressive. I've seen them under Thomas Tuchel. Mm. And something, just a little tactical thing, Rob, I picked up. I think it's going to be really interesting. And maybe in our subsequent shows, yeah. we can look at it a little closer. And it's a, I noticed it with uh, Reese James when I went back to England. And I watched the national team game at Wembley. Yeah. Albania 5-0, Reese James is superb. And <clears throat> and the wing-backs rolling inside. Now, again, listen, we know that, that Man City in a back four yeah. have done that, where full-backs mm. have rolled right inside into midfield. Yeah. I've never seen it. We've never seen wing-backs do that. Wing-backs okay. are normally yeah. Yeah. high, oh, yeah. very wide, and if you have possession, they're pushed on. They're like wingers. Mm-hmm. We... we but I, I noticed it in this game for Chelsea. Reese James, in certain situations, Rob, rolls inside from the touchline. Yeah. I tell you what happened when they when they won the ball back further back, and he became a little outlet, a little outlet for a little dink oh, over the top from Mendy yeah. or from yeah, yeah. from uh, for Thiago Silva. It's a it's just an interesting and, and, and listen, it's very much in the weeds here, and, and mm. that's the sort of stuff that I particularly look out for a little bit. It's just interesting, Rob, and it's just a sign of a manager that's just trying to get mm. a player to do more than one thing in his position. Yeah. Not only wing-backs to, yeah. to get forward, yeah. but to play midfield as well. Mm. That may be why Kante goes forward so much, Rob, because they've yeah. got Reese James Second. at times to roll inside. Mm. He'll sometimes play wide and, and attack and score from the right-hand side. I mean, he's a phenomenal player, Reese James. Yeah. But you chuck in a little bit of a... <clears throat> whether it's just something he does naturally because he did it for England, whether it's something yeah. that he picked up from England, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. And maybe people think that I have not seen wing-backs roll in like that before. Uh, So there's so much, Rob, the Mm. high pressing, which gives them the territory to dominate Leicester away from home, early kickoff. I I could go on all day, Mm. Rob, about it. I thought they were, and this is all without Romelu Lukaku. Yeah, Um, yeah. And Werner. (laughs) I mean, again, and this is, again, I'll bring it up quickly, maybe a topic for another day, Rob, or, or, or a different one. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying this is what I believe in, but I'll throw it to you. Do they look better without Lukaku? False nine rotations, interchange, passing, moving, and take that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm just asking the question. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's a it changes pla- the way they play. It yeah, changes the way they play. And it's a brilliant. Really, really it's a brilliant alternative stroke plan B. But Lukaku playing well, Rob, at his best, yeah. gives him gives him something we saw Different. early in the season. Yeah, but it's a, it's a great shout. It's a great plan B. And it's a great if we have to wrestle Lukaku and not play him in every game. We can do another. And it brings me to the point with, with Tuchel. And, and it was interesting talking about Rhys James, and then I'm thinking about one others, Hudson Adoy and, and Mountain. He's almost to play in Thomas Tuchel's team. You have to have versatility. It seems. You can't just be that wide guy who plays out there like a wing-back. You've, you've got to be able to come inside and play with the ball. You've got to sometimes be a defensive player. And I just wonder, I want to move it on to Christian Pulisic, who came on as sub and scored in, in, in the second half. And the game might have been slightly heading in Chelsea's favour then. But 
important that he comes on, Pulisic, important that he makes a note, important that he keeps reminding the manager. Could his role be that, very much that, Rob, the, the coming on as a sub, make things, or could he become a wing-back? Could, could he be coached no. into the wing-back role? No, I don't like that for him, Rob. Don't like it for him. Don't like Where's it for it, him. Where, where, well, OK, let me put this in there. Where does he get into this team? Or does, well, he, does he? Yeah, well, he's got, he's got a hudson Adoy. The two behind the striker. And we could argue, and our, our producer, Jorge, yeah. kind of liked when he came on. He was kind of central and maybe mm. a false nine. I mean, Havertz can play in any of those roles, the yeah. highest nine or the two little number tens in behind that Mount mm. and hudson Adoy played in this game. Pulisic can play in any of those three roles. I, I absolutely would want to see him there more than the wing back. Absolutely, Rob. It, you know, he played there a couple of times, didn't he? And I'm watching him track all the way back, trying to, you know, tackle, defend, track mm. runners. That's that's really not his game. He is mm. sharp, he is skillful, he is clever. I think the sub thing, you know, he won't thank me for saying it, really suits him because he's quick and he, mm. he brings that 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 speed into a game late where he's it, super difficult to pick up. Could have scored more than one goal that he did in this game. But no, that the front three, Rob, is where yeah. it's ideal for him. Ideal, yeah. but there's there's many other players. Mm. I mean, the strength the strength of the squad, Rob, is that something else I noted. No Aspilicueta, no yeah. Lukaku, yeah. no Werner. I mean, there's, there's the, the, the midfield players, they've got Loftus-Cheek, they've got uh, Kovacic to come back, the central defenders, Trevor Chalaba, yeah, you know, yeah. Silva looks a million bucks. And by the way, side note, Chaga Silva never stops talking. Mm. Never stops talking. Oh, absolutely never stops yeah. organising and yeah. talking, apart from the abilities that he's got with the ball. It, it, and, it, it, I don't know oh. if you met, there was a brilliant moment in the second half, in the first half, when Body got played over the top and it was one. he had a one-on-one with, with Chaga Silva. Jogger Silva went as if he was going to make a tackle and just backed off. And, and he almost unearthed Vardy because Vardy wants you to jump in and he's going to skip past yeah. you. And mm. Silva, like, as if he's going to go and dropped off. And, and just, it was immaculate. It was like Virgil van Dijk, like defending. It was like, yeah, yeah I've, seen that. I've seen your type before and you're not going to run me. You're not having a race. And it was just brilliant defending. Just totally disarmed Jamie Vardy on the edge of the box. What, one other player, Rob, I, I definitely want to mention, mm. and it was very close to my underappreciated. He's probably had it before. Antonio Rudiger. Mm. He gets that first mm. goal. It's a brilliant header, by the way. Yeah. It's a brilliant yeah. header. Yeah. And I thought the, the way that you broke it down was, was excellent mm. Uh, mm. On, our, on our show where he starts on the goalkeeper and just mm. moves away from him. It's one of the goalkeeper doesn't yeah. want a defender there. So there's no yeah, defender yeah. watching him. He moves mm. into the space. Yeah. Um, you know, we know his contract's up. The manager was asked about it afterwards, and he said, I, I love him to bits. I want him to stay. Rudiger's really, really yeah. playing his hand here, Rob. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why would he? Why would he? I mean, money. I mean, why would he yeah, want to move he, anywhere else? He's got, he, he obviously, you've got to pay him, haven't you? You're going to have to pay him some, yeah. some, some big bucks. He's he one of the looks best important, doesn't he? He looks important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, plenty very of love good. for Chelsea. Mm. Great performance, as you say, kicking off and, and sitting top of the table. Uh, important game against Juve. They were coming in, in, in the week in the Champions League. I think a draw. Uh, win or draw in the through um, to, to the to the next stage. Let's move on to Man City. I don't think there's that much more we can talk about Man City. Man City v Everton was probably everything you think Man City Everton was going to be. City had dominate possession. City created chances. In the end, City got the goals. Two beautiful goals, the first and second. Mm. Um, end up getting a third against the Everton team that sat deep that lost Amari Gray, that didn't have a lot of threat. And in the end, it was a bit of a sad performance from Rafa's man. It, it ended up being a sad performance, Rob. But to be fair, at the beginning, 
you know, it was a very strong, deep 4-5-1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kept Man City at bay. And I did I did think, hey, is this one of those games? Is this one of those games yeah. that City yeah. don't quite find a way through? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sterling, it was a mistake, wasn't it? Was it what, the first goal? I'm just trying to think the first goal. The first goal, goal was... Sterling scored Sterling right before half-time. Cancelo ball to Sterling. Oh, I mean, the ball, by the way. I Jeez. Mean, you could have a podcast on that ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Really? As, as you saw it from behind the camera, I was oh. with Tim and I said, let me tell you something, Tim, how good that ball is. I haven't even seen that pass when, when he <laughs> took the touch. I couldn't see it. I'm thinking like, where's he going to hit this? And the way he, he, I mean, he put the ball between his feet. He, that's yeah. what he was thinking. Mm. It was just a, it was a superb season best. I mean, you ain't, I, I'd be surprised yeah. if we said, see a better ball mm. than that a final ball a through yeah. ball a cross and assist whatever you want to say yeah. to hit that ball with that accuracy with the outside of his right foot mm. from that kind of angle it wasn't a great angle no. and the weight I mean everything about it the weight the curl mm. I mean Sterling did a great job as well yeah. opening his, little, his foot yeah. up and, and half volley it past him but mm. that yeah what a what a ball that was absolutely sensational of course with City once they get the first mm-hmm. goal yeah then they're in total yeah. control yeah uh, a great strike from Rodri again. More mm. quality, Rob. I just thought that yeah. that quality is that is is what City can throw at you. Apart yeah. from the way that the the team works with tactical and mm. and the synergy from the pressing and everything else, the quality is there as well when they need it. So, mm. yeah, again, City are fantastic. The, the young kid, Rob. The young. I want to talk Cole about Palmer. Cole Palmer? Yeah, I wanted to talk yeah. about him, mate. I, I did a little breakdown on him after the game, and, and we got clips. And nineteen years of age, been at the academy since he was eight. He's a Manchester boy. He's a Man City fan. I just think it's so important that this football club keep bringing these kids through. It's Foden-esque in the left foot, in the balance, in the grace, in the head on the turn, finding space. Pep mate did an interview after. I don't know if you heard it. It was, it was really good about talking about, listen, he says, we're not just going to put kids in from Manchester because it kind of ticks a box. You mm. earn a right to be in my team. And he said, this kid has earned his right. And he said, McAtee, the other kid who's there, I think uh, Liam Jalap is another. He says, we've got a bit of a conveyor belt of them coming through. And that's yeah. 10 years of work that we've heard about, you know, all, everybody in England sending the kids to the Man City Academy because yeah. they're starting to see the benefit of it now. And this young kid, Rob, I thought he would probably play from the right-hand side and, and be coming in on his left foot now. To give him the false nine spot, Rob, in a big Premier League game, I thought it was brave and shows the trust that Pep has in him. He, he hinted at that, Rob, in his pre-match interview. Mm. If you remember, he, he talked about, maybe you might have missed that, but, but he yeah, talked about sure really good really good in small spaces, which is what yeah. he often wants from his number nine, mm-hmm. where in, in the box he can... Yeah. And I, I thought, oh, maybe, maybe he is going to play him as that central mm. player. Central one, yeah. um, and I thought he... I thought he I mean, he looks silky, yeah, silky left-footed players. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, James McAtee came on another nineteen-year-old. Yeah, same one, isn't he? Still silky left-foot players. I mean, they pull them out. Yeah. They pull them out of the academy. It's, it's incredible. And I, I just thought Palmer looked really, really good mm. through balls. Like, looks to get on the ball, looks to shoot. I mean, yeah, I, it, it's uh, another impressive um, performance mm. by this team that that is not struggling right now with the. It seems with the false nine. They look a million bucks. And, uh, you know, of all the teams that we've seen, we've seen, of course, this weekend, the three big boys we think, Rob, yeah. are going to finish one, yeah, two, yeah. and three. We thought that might be a challenge with United, but that's obviously gone away now. Just after this weekend, Rob, because they did have yeah. similar similar games this weekend against, yeah, against yeah. kind of decent sides. Mm. Who was the most impressive for you? Well, I went into the weekend, Rob, thinking, 
all these teams couldn't be a bit vulnerable, really. Like Chelsea, maybe with goals without Lukaku. Yeah. City, no striker, the usual, like where yeah. the goal's going to come from midfield. Liverpool, yeah. been a bit careless defensively. You know, if, if they get held by, you know, if they can hold their attack, is the ways we can, we can hurt them defensively. And so the long answer to your question is, would be Chelsea, based on what mm-hmm. I saw. Would be Chelsea. I tell you what else with, with Chelsea, and I think what's their goal different now? Uh, goals against minus four, Rob. I think it's important. And one of the things I, I was doing a little bit of work before the game uh, research on, on Friday. One of the big things about Chelsea is their, you know, the XG expected goals. Well, these are yep. XG expected goals against. So yeah. what you can see, they're way top of that league, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. So they're controlling yeah. the opposition with the yeah. chances they're having. That's the thing that's impressing me more than yeah. any. Liverpool yeah. look like they'll be the odd loose day where they might concede two or three. And mm. Man City looks like the odd day when they might not score enough goals. Chelsea look <laughs> like they're controlling things at their end. Yeah, I, I think all of them are looking absolutely yeah. superb this season. But they have got little issues. And yeah. that win for Chelsea, like their issue that might struggle to score when Lukaku's mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. You've you got players come back from injury. Now, Pulisic, of course, being the main one. Mount is back from injuries. He was injured a little while back. Um, I, I, I'm the same as you after this weekend. I just thought that they look so grooved and so solid. Closely followed by Man City, Rob. Yeah. You know, yeah. they are. And I know that I've got my reservations. I tipped Chelsea over City to win it. <sighs> City also, like, mm-hmm. are a machine. They're a machine. And and, and no, Phil Foden, no De Bruyne was it today? No Diaz, no De Bruyne. No De Bruyne. They're a strong squad as well. So mm. we, we I, I'm not sure we've seen this strong bit of big boys. Big I know three, United yeah. have dropped off, yeah. but there's yeah. the big, a, a, a three in a Premier League season mm. in these three. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we can go back and think about that. But that, but the three yeah. of them, particularly this weekend, looked like they're ready to win the title. But I think Chelsea just pipped it for me, and Leicester. Difficult game away from home. Absolutely, almost, almost perfect. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's turn it to a, a man who got a perfect 10 to, to the day. Didn't start particularly that well. Antonio Conte, his first home game, uh, Premier League home game in charge of Tottenham. They went 1-0 down to Leeds, but second half, much better hmm. performance, more aggressive. Um, certainly more front foot and, and got themselves a goal. They got the win. Harry didn't get himself a goal, but Conte, I think, will have liked some of the things he saw setting off. And certainly, I think the, the Tottenham fans are going to love Antonio Conte. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, what, you know, what fans don't want a fired-up manager? And I know that everybody's a little different. And, yeah. and you know, we saw a huge contrast, of course, at Oligan and Solskjaer to the way that Conte handles himself. But not just that, Rob, which a lot of that is for show. And it's like, you know, whatever, great. I, I, I like it. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. But what he did at halftime mm-hmm. is why he's there and why he's a winner and why he's a special manager and why Man United should have got him and why he's won every, done tremendously well wherever he's been. Mm-hmm. You know, the words, that he, the, the difference in intensity, and I know there's some tactical tweaks that were very minor, yeah. by the way, because yeah, yeah. one thing about this performance from, from Spurs was that the, the shape of the team pretty much remained 
uh, yeah. unchanged. Definitely. And I think you're going to see that. I think he wants to groove it. I think he, mm. he doesn't want to make changes and go to back mm. four and change. I think he wants to groove a system so the players are comfortable. Deli Alley goes in on a right side of midfield, uh, the right forward line. Yeah. It was kind of like for like. And I know mm-hmm. there might have been a little bit more in the faces of their opponents one on one. I think he yeah, described yeah, it. But the, the intensity and the. Uh, just the flipping work ethic was so mm. different. And that yeah. was enough to change the flow yeah. of the game. Yeah. Sometimes it's that simple, Rob. Mm. And sometimes we all, us included, coaches yeah. and analysts think, oh, I've got to change this, got to bring a hold in midfield player mm. in there, got to try to throw it at the back. And, and, and sometimes that's correct. But mostly, give the lads a kick up the ass, mm. get them fired up, get them into the faces. And maybe, you know, when you're 1-0 down, you're coming into the second half, maybe it happens naturally. But yeah. wow, look how powerful extra effort Definitely. is. Yeah. Yeah. And intensity, it totally switched the game. And mm. and then they, they go on to control the game. I thought Harry Kane looks so much more interested, mm. looks a little sharper, almost scored, hit the post with a, a shot that yeah, kind shot, of went yeah. through the goalkeeper and deflected onto mm. the post. Uh, it's it's a, it's going to be a fascinating ride. Mm. And I'm, I'm sat there after half an hour, I'm like, yeah, wow, this is, this is, mm. this is a tough job for Conte. These players mm. are are struggling to come to terms of what he wants. It's mm. going to take time to groove it, and it will take time to groove it. But what he can do right now, and we saw a great example, is is just that, is yeah. the motivation, yeah. is the intensity, and the fight, you know, the, the flipping passion that he brings mm. on the, you know, to, to the players and also into the stands and getting the fans going. Fair play. Just thought it was an amazing turnaround. It's funny, isn't it? You, you talk about coaching and, 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 and styles and, you know, the false nine, is that going to become uh. a thing? And we'll maybe talk about it. That 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 bit after a game, Rob, when he's hugging and grabbing t- uh, Tanganga and, and that, it's part of coaching now. It's part yeah. of saying to your players, "We've got something going here. Let's yeah. let, 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 let take this on." Let, that, that that's done purposely. That's done yeah. for a reason. And yeah. and you you almost see the players waiting for their hug. Like I want to be part of this. And 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 that's what what he's got. That's what he brings. There's a. I thought the biggie. <laughs> Despite what he did on, on, on the pitch today, and you mentioned it at the top of the show when we talked about Ollie, there was a time, was it 75 minutes, where he got the fans going, Rob, and he wasn't just mm. happy that they're singing, he got them going again yeah, he and kept again. Going. And he kept, kept going. Like, going. come on, you've yeah. got to do your bit and you get behind us and we'll do our bit on the pitch. And I just thought to myself, this is a football club we've said since Poch has left and, and things weren't going then. It's been a bit bloodless. I know uh, Mourinho came in, it didn't work, and then mm. Mason was in and what. It's got a leader now, Rob. It's got identity, it's got a leader, and it's got something, somebody who will drag it to where it needs to be. Now, if the, the support's there and the fans get behind it, there could be some exciting times ahead for Tottenham because there's still you... a decent enough group there. And with yeah. these, he starts to add it, whether it's January or the summer window, when I think they'll do mm. more business, they could start to be serious. Yeah, I thought he he said some really interesting words, Rob. I think I think she before the game, and maybe after the last game, where he said he wants a stable Tottenham, not up yeah, or yeah, down. Yeah. He wants stable. So I think that's where you're going to see a consistent system. That's why mentality-wise, he doesn't want them going from euphoric and 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 confident and cocky to yeah. flipping, you know, just just uh, maybe maybe complacent, arrogant. He wants that focus and that drive all the time. And and, and <laughs> we all know what Spurs have been called over the years and how they're yeah, kind of a bit yeah. flaky and Spursy as they've described. He is mm. he is the 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 one guy that you could bring in to try <laughs> and change that mentality. Yeah. And, and 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 I just thought that stable, not up, 
and not down yeah. all the time is what I think you're going to see. Um, he's going to take his time and bring another players. Mm. Um, Sessegnon came in, didn't he? The, the, the left wing back for Regulon yeah. who scored, yeah. who scores that winning goal. And there will be changes. Delhi, of course, came in as well. I thought Winks did okay alongside Hoiberg in midfield yeah. uh, in place of Skip. Uh, it's just going to be, as I knew it would be, a, a really interesting, uh, fascinating mm. period of Spurs where they've got a guy that, that has done nothing but mm. win. And, uh, you know, he's going he's gonna to shake the club a little bit. But yeah. I thought today was a really important. You yeah. know, that gets the fans believing a little bit, mm. Rob, you know. Yeah, it, it was, it, it was a blooming awkward talking, game for them. It was an yeah, awkward you, game. Yeah. When you're trying to sort your system out, you're trying to mm. groove a new, and you've got blooming yeah, leads, leads coming <laughs> that are all over the place. It's, yeah. uh, it was an awkward game for him. It's funny, isn't it? Because I was doing my nose just, just finally on this one. I was, I was, I was mm. looking at the two teams. I'm thinking similar managers in terms of intensity, what they want to play, but but... Conte wants to do it from a structure. Uh, Bielsa is a little bit more fluid and a little bit more, you know, combinations and, and, and rotations in, in what he does. Just looking at the game as it was, Rob, and I'm just looking at the, uh, the table now, and, and Leeds have played, was it 12 games, now 11 points? Um, yep. Yep. Just, just above the bottom three. I don't know if you heard an a, a interview with... Um, Phillips um, after the game. I did, I did. And and there was a couple of, of, of answers. And Beck said after, I'm going to have to ask you this because I just want to get your opinion as it was right now about uh, Calvin Phillips' responses to one about his positional play while well, he was playing a little bit deeper as a three. He's played centre back. Played yeah, centre back. Went, went to deal with Kane because I think they wanted him to go with Kane. He did pretty well but, with him. Yeah, and, and certainly first off played really well. And then mm. the second question was around the team and something like maybe what's going wrong. And he kind of did it and didn't seem like he wanted to answer the question. And Bex was saying to me, is that a little sign of, of something maybe behind the scenes? Is something with, with the players? And I'm not saying Bex was, was forcing me down the road, but it, it, it did beg, beg the question, could there be people in that dressing room, Rob, who had just lost a little bit, be, little bit of belief in, I, in what's I think... being done? Maybe you know. I think it was more pointed at the second half, and he talked about game yeah. management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know whether he. Should, they, they, I think he said in his own words, "We should lump it a little bit sometimes yeah. and not try mm-hmm. and." Play so out. that yeah. that yeah. In, in effect, it is kind of questioning the manager's kind of philosophy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that that being said, they didn't have to play well first. Half yeah, yeah. They didn't have to play, and without Patrick Bamford, without Rafinha, mm-hmm. without Rodrigo, that some of the more important yeah, Lu- attacking Luke players. Ailing, I think as well at the back is, is, is Luke Ailing. So they are missing concept. some. And, yeah, and this I isn't. Agree. It, you I don't want to I mean? make a big thing of it, but I just thought yeah. it was interesting, and yeah, it's just something to. You know, keep an yeah. eye around because, as we've known with this team, they've done brilliant things last last season. Things aren't quite going so well, and it'd be interesting to see how a great manager like Bielsa deals with it and gets them through difficult times. Obviously, as players come back, I'm sure things will pick up. But you know, they need to get some points pretty quickly because they're they're not in a, pretty, a particularly great position. And and any time a player hints at some sort of dissatisfaction with what yeah. I mean it's just not a good no, I, no. I I didn't think he quite honest I mean we love honesty from players but yeah, I, yeah. I thought it just gave a little hint of mm. 
people will jump on that a little bit Correct. and start questioning, like, oh, even the players are thinking about, you exactly. know, certain well, situations. So, now, I'm just going out. Yeah. I don't particularly think there is, but I just think mm. we, it's just one of those things to keep an eye over. As things I think they, they've got to stick together for me. The team, yeah. the, team oh, the club, the, they've got to stick together. They get the players back. There's 26 odd good. games to go. Yeah, Way too good for, for what's coming. Let's talk about the Premier League debut for a manager, Stevie G. I think we all had anticipation about this one. I think we both thought it's a good fit. We both feel it's the right kind of club and the right kind of opportunity. And they got off to the right start, my friend. They did. I mean, I, I this is the window that I watched Man United because the story oh, was okay. happening yeah. very quickly. So I didn't yeah. see the, the intricacies of it. I saw yeah. the system. I saw mm. the four three three. I kind of like Watkins. I know that Dean Smith always wanted Watkins to play it front yeah. with Danny Ings. But as we said on the last pod, Jared's more of a four three three guy. Yeah. I kind of like the lineup, Rob. I went back and looked mm. at the highlights mm. and the goals and the and the, the, the system that they played. Yeah. I mean, on paper, it still looks a pretty good team. Mings is yeah. back in there. The fullbacks are good fullbacks. Matty Cash, I think, is a really good fullback. Yeah. McGinn from that little number eight position can do a really good job there. Uh, Douglas Louise is to come back and be the holding player is better than Marvis Nakamba, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So I kind of like it. And Watkins, yeah, I, I, I'm sure he'd probably rather be a striker, Rob. But in that system, it's he is the one mm. who's going to have to push out to the left-hand yeah. side. Um, I mean, it's just great for Steven Gerrard to win that first game. We all know, you know, what it means, and 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 it stays with fans yeah. when you when you come into that that home game and uh, and win the match. Brighton are, again are an awkward opponent. Great start for Steven Gerrard, and, and the way he speaks, we 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 both yeah. agree that he speaks really well, and he's calm, and he's measured, and he's thoughtful. Um, but you have got to get out and do it. Mm. I. I, I I did, of course, I watched the highlights and stuff and the goals. And I mean, he gets, he's fired up as well, isn't he? Yeah, a, little, yeah. a little surprised, like how, how fired up into he was, it yeah. he was, yeah. yeah. But great to see. Well, I think that's one of the things that stands him in the stead he is. He's into it. I think that's a really good thing. He looks like he's all in. He, he was all he in as a player in. and he looks like he's all in as a manager. He looks yeah. like he wants to do whatever's required to be a top class manager. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant because. We know some who want to take shortcuts to be in the top class man who like all the, the great things but don't want to do the, the, the hard, dirty yards. I think Stephen Gerrard's completely the opposite. I think he wants to do everything that's going to give him the best chance. And uh, I think the clean sheet was important. It's a team that's leaked too many goals. I think 20 goals that they'd leaked to already. So that mm. clean sheet w- w- was a good base. Lovely finish uh, by Watkins. Mings, I think, you know, goal for him. And, and the way that the goal came sort of kept the ball in and... and, and got his finish, you know, will do him no harm after maybe his confidence being knocked a bit under Dean Smith. So, great start for Stevie G. Just exactly what he what he would have wanted against a difficult Brighton team. Um, we'll see how that one continues. Where are they next week? Villa or next week at Villa or at Crystal Palace. So, two Premier League legends going face-to-face. It'll be Patrick Vieira versus Steven yeah. Gerrard. Uh, Palace v... Yeah, um, Aston Villa. So good game to look forward to uh, next, on, on Saturday. I'm going to move it on to a couple more games, mate. We'll just round up Norwich two, Southampton one. Dean Smith in his Premier League debut for Norwich, and I believe so. I didn't. Uh, Becca told me that, that Dean Smith was apparently in in Central Park riding around with his. Yeah, I heard that. Didn't didn't give me a call, did he? Miserable git. Didn't, didn't well, phone me. He obviously moved on from, from you, my friend. He moved on from me. But, um, yeah, he got the call. He went back to England. Apparently, his wife said she wouldn't have minded having six months of, of seeing a few <laughs> cities and that. But we talked about him getting himself back in. It felt the right fit. His team had won last week against Brentford and then the manager got sacked. His team won in the end uh, against um, Southampton this time. 
and, and mm. got all, all three points. And a little bit of hope for Dean Smith, a little bit of belief in the club. I tell you what, and, and, I, and I saw a package yesterday on Billy Gilmore during the game, Robbie Musco. Obviously, Dean Smith found a way to get him in the team. Daniel Falker didn't. It was excellent, mate. Excellent. Mm. Ran the game. Ran the game. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't get that. I don't know what happened. I don't know, I don't know why he wasn't more involved. They see mm. Todd Campbell start the Todd game Campbell. as well, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're Norwich City, you've got to get your best players out there, mm. figure out a system which works for these, and get your best players on the pitch. And I, yeah, and I know, yeah. listen, we don't know the ins and outs. Yeah, it's impossible yeah. for us to know every 20 clubs mm. at, at, at flipping 500 players, you know, of who's mm. on, you know, it's just of what we see. Yeah, it's, on it's the outside like, looking in, it's like, right. Yeah, that why isn't Gilmore playing and why isn't Campbell playing? I know Campbell's had some personal issues, there's some fitness issues, yeah, yeah. but I mean they got a chance. They got a chance. Absolutely got a chance. You, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous start for him. Really great yeah. start. Southampton yeah. have, have been playing well. They're not an easy team to play against. Whether they press and the way that Norwich play, you think would be a good matchup for Southampton. Mm. But maybe yeah. Dean Smith. You know, we'll take a close look in subsequent weeks when we have mm-hmm. them as our main game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just just on the result and the goals and the lineup, wow. Uh, you know, they won a game. I mean, it's well done. Well done, Dean well, Smith. I, I want to take this moment, my friend, for, for oh. your de- dear friend, Dean Smith, who didn't contact you while he was in, in Central Park, to be my underappreciated oh. performer of the, of the week. I just feel that five <clears throat> defeats for, for Villa was a little bit premature, uh, that, that, that he lost his, his job at Aston Villa. I think all the talk, and, and, and most of the talk was, well, it's a good fit for Norwich because when they go down, it yeah. could be good he knows a championship. And it's a bit like, Oh, give this guy a chance. Him and Craig Shakespeare have got a really good thing going. Experienced coaches, know the league. Craig Shakespeare has been involved with a team that's won the, won the, the Premier League. And there's talent down there, Rob. These better players than we've mm. seen. And, and as you've mm. told, you know, getting your best players on the pitch, finding a system that makes them work. Dean Smith said at half-time he got into them a little bit because he didn't like what he saw in the first half. They were better in the second. And mm. I just feel that this guy deserves a bit, a bit more appreciation mm. of what, what he can do and that, that mm. he can do and that he can stay in the Premier League and he can be a manager in here and he's he's almost going to have to do what Sean Dyche did keep a team in there and show that each year yeah. each year he can and yeah. now Sean Dyche is like you know bulletproof yeah Sean Dyche can keep a team in the league Dean Smith hasn't got there yet and I hope this noise job gives him the opportunity to do that yeah, and, and just, uh, you know, new manager bounce, mm. belief from the players that they actually have a chance is massive, is yeah. massive right now. And listen, you know, it might, over the next three or four weeks, they might struggle again. But yeah. right now, they'll, yeah. they'll believe they can win games to stay in the yeah. division. Those players will believe right now, given yeah. new hope, new manager, new ideas. Fark has been there a long time. That's the same message, Rob, for a yeah. long time. Yeah, and yeah. now a new guy has gone in mm. and winning that first game, it really is really, really important. Whether they've got enough quality... Uh, week in, week out. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Obviously, it helps, as we said, to get the best players in the team, mm. which he which he's done. And uh, they got the they got the rewards. Great three points. Absolutely. Moving on to Wolves versus West Ham. Uh, I suppose this was the game that we always thought was, was coming with West Ham. Interesting, Noah Bonner, Craig Dawson, out for looks like yeah. the season. Um, Craig Dawson came in at the back, and I don't know if that slightly affected things. Um, but we have to say, it's a, it's a very good Wolves team at, at the moment. In good form, Bruno Large. Daniel Pudence was back in the team. He was light and lively. And Raul Jimenez with a lovely finish, lovely mm. sweeping finish. It, I, I said to Bex, feels like normal service resumed for, 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 for Wolves. Playing decent on a, on, a, on a bit of form. And Jimenez getting goals. 
Listen, Rob, there, I look at the league table. They are sixth place mm. right now, above Man United and above Tottenham, after a really slow and a, and a, a tough start. Yeah. Like Bruno Lage, yeah. like, and I know maybe we're going to, you know, this, will, this is going to change each few yeah. weeks. We could talk about, you know, whether it's West Ham or whether it's Brighton with uh, Potter being the top four. Yeah. You know, right now, West uh, Wolves deserve deserve yeah, the, the credit, kudos yeah. and deserve the credit because the, fo- the the football that they play is really really great. And I and I always say it's harder to coach an expansive attacking uh, style than a defensive one than a counter attacking one. In my opinion, it's hard yeah. to but to somebody that does that and to entertain the fans like that at home uh, against this team at West Ham that is so good without the ball and, and are doing great. Flipping it, it's a great result. It's a yeah. really really great result and it's sneaky. A sneaky good season for them. Wolves right now, sixth place, just one point behind Arsenal mm. uh, in fifth place. So, great result. Absolutely fantastic result. Let's finish off with, uh, there was two three threes. There was a Burnley three, Crystal Palace three. Plenty of goals in that one. Don't think mm. we expected that. Uh, Sean Darchie's man uh, coming back in the end to the 3-2. Christian Benteke getting a couple of goals. Conor Gallagher back in form, but 3-3 three, three in that one. The other 3-3, three, three, my friends, was Newcastle 3, Brentford 3. <laughs> Here we go. Here I, I, we go, mate. I think we, we all had an eye on this because it was supposed, supposedly Eddie Howe's first game in charge of Newcastle, which I suppose was, but Eddie Howe came out with COVID. Yeah. Uh, test on, on the Friday evening, we believe, that meant he had to isolate, so he was in a hotel room and we believe, believe FaceTiming his players and his coaching staff. It's almost like typical Newcastle, isn't it? There's always going to be something. Um, how will Eddie feel with a three-three draw at home to Brentford? <clears throat> I, actually, I actually think, I actually think he'll be quite pleased. Mm. I mean, I, of course, he doesn't want to concede three goals every week, but the ability for his team to create and score goals is going to be really, really important. The defensive side of it, <clears throat> and we'll see, because I, I, I'm not going to say that he's going to he's going to do a ton of work on that because yeah. that's not what he does. But at least it shows his team can score goals. Mm. I look I look at his lineup, Rob, and and I think it is going to be the three at the back and the the, the four across the middle and the three at yeah. front. The way he's going to go yeah. three four three again. The front three of Sam Maximum, uh, Callum Wilson, and Joe Ellington looks mm, like it it yeah. could do well. I like yeah. Jacob Murphy and, and Matt Ritchie in the, the, the wing back spots, and he's talked a lot about John Joe Shelby, Rob, which is yeah, which is Basically. so typical. So typical of him, where yeah. he is going to put his trust in a player that's that can be superb and can control games. Passing range is phenomenal. And Eddie Howe's already said, like, wow, I'm even surprised when I see him in training how talented mm. he is. Again, but he's not good defensively. And he yeah. won't help you defensively. And it's Joe, Whitt- Joe Willock that played mm. alongside Shelby, which, again, is a player that is at his best going forward. So yeah. the scoreline, I look at the lineups, I'm like, I'm not surprised given this lineup. So... I guess this is the way it's going to be. Uh, they are bang in trouble, mate, aren't they? They're, they're bang, bang yeah, in trouble. Yeah. I mean, uh, bottom of the, bottom of the, the five, five only points team to win. Only team yeah. without a win in, in the Premier League. I mean, it's got to start happening soon, hasn't it? I mean, we can all talk about January in the window and bringing play people in, but mm. I mean, got to get some, got to get a few results pretty quickly. And he also talked about a player, Robert. I, I nearly spat out my, my breakfast cereal when I listened to it. And it talked about the qualities mm. um, of a certain Joe Ellington. And that, that, that Joe Ellington almost is going he's got great feet and he's going to be a really important player. So my underappreciated performer, maybe from me, from you, from everybody, for a long time, we underappreciated Joe Ellington. First goal... For wow. under his time with Eddie Howe in the Premier League, I mean, I'm going to give a round of applause for that. One. I know because I, I feel a bit—I don't know—I I don't know how I feel about it, it's, but I'm going to give strike, it. 
It's Jaiku doesn't score goals, basically. Yeah, uh, but he started scoring. And maybe yeah. all along, maybe mm-hmm. all along, we have underappreciated what he can do. Anyhow, I'm sure he's a far smarter guy than we are, my friend. Mm. And he says he's really impressed with his abilities. We haven't seen it. Let's be honest about it. We have not seen it for a big transfer fee, mm. playing in different spots, missed terrible opportunities. But he took his goal really well. Great first touch. Smashes it in with his left foot for the second touch. Maybe all along we've underappreciated Joe Ellington. We'll see. We'll see the future, Eddie Howe. But I, I, I just think it's going to be exciting. And this, mm. this league has got enough fun stuff going on. Newcastle's, yeah. I, I mean, almost gung-ho approach to the end of, to, <laughs> to now to try and yeah. play the way out of uh, relegation is going to be fascinating. Great Because I don't yeah. know, has there mm. ever been a team that's been in this position and played their way with a flamboyant attacking style out yeah. of trouble? There haven't been many. There hasn't no. been many. We'll see no. if he can do it. He's got to get his defence right first. Like you say, yeah. scoring three is great, but conceding three, I think that's 27 they've conceded now in the 12 games. is a little bit of work to do for Eddie there. Well, let's wrap it up, mate, on a weekend when a 4-1 loss to Watford was enough to tip Ollie over the edge. He lost his job today. And looks like Michael Carrick's going to be in charge for at least a week and then we'll kind of see what happens, which is a bit like the United way. We'll be back on Wednesday, November 24th. We'll recap an important couple of nights of Champions League football, not least Manchester United. They go away to Villarreal on Tuesday. That's a really big game. And Man City hosting PSG and Pochettino back in Manchester. Look at him starting there. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty together with two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.